With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, what's up? Welcome in. Highly abbreviated edition here of GC Live. Not at our normal time, but had to hop on to talk to you a bit about the Sean Elliott hire and what that means for South Carolina and kind of how this uh, went about. As always, brought to you by our buddy Clint Hammond of Movement Mortgage. ClintHammond.com, 803-771-6933. It is currently Thursday afternoon. So if you are, depending on when you're watching or uh, seeing this, hearing this, whatever it may be, um, the news will be official on Friday morning when South Carolina has their Board of Trustees meeting. But uh, by all intents and purposes, a done deal. Sean Elliott returning from returning from Georgia State to South Carolina, home for him, a Camden native, a Columbia resident. And Chris, I would say first and foremost, just to give people an idea uh, before we get into what this means, let's talk about how it happened and kind of something that simultaneously, I would say this time around, like the last week or so since Justin Stepp left, it happened pretty quietly. But at the same time, when we heard this was happening, it wasn't a complete shock just because the name Sean Elliott had sort of surfaced for this possibility a couple of times previously. Yeah, Elliot, of course, serving on South Carolina staff from uh, 2010 to 2016 originally, uh, all but one of those years under Steve Spurrier, the final one under Will Muschamp in 2016. And, yeah, you're exactly right, man. I mean, thinking back over the course of, I don't know, what would you say, maybe a few years, uh, certainly since Shane Beamer's been in Columbia, we've heard of the possibility of a reunion happening in some form or fashion, at some point, I don't know, two or three times it seems like. And honestly, we heard it a little bit even uh, earlier in this offseason, and nothing at that time materialized, but always something you kind of had in the back of your mind. I'll fully admit, wasn't tracking Sean Elliott as a tight ends coach at South Carolina, um, even though, interestingly, that was the first on-field job he had in college at App State. He was a tight ends coach for a couple seasons, then switched over to O-line where he's really been for the majority of his career. But yeah, it, it was quiet, Wes. We had heard a couple names. You and I were kind of tracking this thing going, man, it is kind of quiet. And then this morning we got the word behind the scenes that this was the direction it was taking and, and heard tight end coach and run game coordinator. And I know we'll get into, of course, what that means, especially with that title. Uh, but it, it was an, an interesting hire. And I think a situation where the timing just worked out on all sides. Sean Elliott, deep ties to the Palmetto State, family still in Columbia. Shane Beamer had a staff opening. Those two knew each other, obviously, from coaching together in the past, have kept in contact. 
just made a lot of sense on all sides. Yeah, for sure. And so shout out to Hijinks, by the way. Appreciate the kind words there. The, the easiest and best way to get a shout out from us on the show is just to throw a compliment at us. We're suckers for that. So appreciate you, man. And I hope you're enjoying being a subscriber there on Gamecock Central if you are new. Uh, if you're not on Gamecock Central, come on over, try us out. Uh, you can subscribe first month for $1 at any given time. So, yeah, man, it, it was kind of, like we said, it, it was quiet. We first, I mean, I don't even think we got an inkling of his name in the last week or so uh, until last night, um, you know, hearing, hey, he's leaving Georgia State. And it was kind of like, wait, what? And so, you know, I, I think a lot of people, and sometimes we maybe fairly or unfairly put people in like the casual fan or hardcore fan category. A, a lot of people, I would say not even just in like the casual fan category, even people who follow this stuff pretty closely. I've had several friends who are huge Gamecock fans hit me up and just be like, wait, Wes, like what? Like he's leaving a head job for a tight end job. And I, I think. First of all, important to add on tight ends and run game coordinator. That may sound like a small thing to some people, but I think that's a big thing here. We'll get into that momentarily. But I think in this case, Chris, you have two forces here that we're all kind of maybe pulling or pushing in the same direction. One of those being the greater sort of pull of college athletics right now in that there is so much pressure on a head coach and so much more that now goes into it that goes beyond the skill set of what it used to be to be a great head coach, or of course, referring to the NIL aspect, the transfer portal aspect, and the fact of if you're Sean Elliott, man, you're at a Georgia State, a place that's a relatively new program. They've done well on the field, went to a bunch of bowl games, had a down year here or there, but for the most part, for a first-year coach, he really kind of had them on steady ground for the most part. But you were constantly going to be losing players to the portal. You're you're in a state where you're not going to be the top NIL draw by any means. And in a city in Atlanta that has a thousand other things people could be putting their money to at any given moment, it's just a tough landscape. So you have those like bigger-picture landscapes. Then you drill it down to the particulars of where he was at and the particulars of this is a guy who is from Camden. Family still lives here in Columbia. He, for at some moment, still lives here in Columbia, depending on, you know, I don't know what his split was, but you would run into Sean Elliott quite a bit for a guy coaching in Georgia uh, over the last few years here in the Columbia area. So I, I think, on the surface, it doesn't make a lot of sense. When you drill down, it actually makes a ton of sense in this particular situation, Chris. Yeah, I think it makes even more sense than some of the other moves that we've seen, you know, sitting head coaches make. And you're right, it is a, a different era to where, you know, I was actually saw a, a Georgia State, like, hot board. Like, now that Elliott's left, who's the next guy? And honestly, man, part of the hot board uh, was like, well, I mean, would that guy even come? Because he could just, like, they had a couple Georgia staffers on there. You know, five years ago, guys are going to be jumping at a group of five job as an entry point. Now they're like, 
I don't know, man. Maybe I'll just stay at this SEC school and make a million bucks and kind of just chill. And it's a little bit easier, right, than everything you have to have as a head coach. But Elliott's circumstances, I think, were even more – can't think of the word. Like, extreme's not a good word, but it made this even more conducive. It made it make even more sense. He said in the release, Wes, that uh, Georgia State put out on their athletics website, hey, this was a tough decision. But he said it's something I must do personally, right? And so you think about that, you know, splitting time, being away from family for seven years and having all these sides of Palmetto State, it's kind of a mama called situation, right? Where, you know, South Carolina calls. He loves South Carolina. It just makes all the sense in the world for him for him to do it. Yeah, and lo- lots of elements at play here. Hijinks asking a head job at a mid-major, will the pay be comparable to what he was making? I haven't heard what the pay is going to look like here at South Carolina. I don't know if you have yet either, Chris. We'll know for sure um, officially as a state school that will be released with the contract information on Friday morning after the BOT meeting. And the fact that gets back to that run game coordinator aspect of this. They're not going to be able to get Sean Elliott to leave a place like Georgia State to just come back and make what you would call like typical tight end coach money. Um, I can tell you without knowing what that number is, it, it's going to be a pretty, pretty nice number. And the coordinate, like run game coordinator aspect of that helps them to be able to kind of justify, I guess maybe is the word, but, but he'll, he'll be earning it as too. like, like we'll get into it here in a second. That's not just a title in this case. And with his resume, South Carolina, in order to make this work, I'm sure had to make it worth his while, even with the advantage here of him being able to come back home. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Elliot. we were looking this up earlier, didn't we? He, he made somewhere in the range of like $800,000 as the head coach at Georgia State, which is obviously that's making very good money. Um, but it's not like he's jumping from three to $4 million down to position coach pay. Right. And if you kind of go through what South Carolina's assistant coaches make, you know, I I think the highest paid non-coordinator Wes, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, Dow Loggins as the OC uh, Clayton White as the defensive coordinator, both of those guys are a million or over. And I think aside from them, you know, Pete Limbo, he was going to make, I think seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Torian Gray is six seventy-five this coming year, seven hundred the next year. I would think Elliott's probably going to be up closer toward those guys, towards the limbo gray territory, if I had to guess. But admittedly, I haven't been told any numbers. So he'll still be doing well for himself. But I think Wes, if there is a discrepancy in the pay for Sean Elliott, you know, worth the trade-off to be able to make this move. Yeah, man. I mean. Honestly, I compared to the rest of us, like normal people, yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars is you're you're doing pretty well, right? But with the amount of time a head coach has to put in in today's world, and being away from your family, like Atlanta versus here in Columbia, family's still here in Columbia. Um, it's it's not that it's that far away, but if you're trying to commute just back and forth. It is kind of far away with the, with this traffic too. So I um, I think if it's remotely close, you, you may be 
even just cost of living, not having to have a place to stay in Atlanta now as well, just all being under one roof in Columbia, you probably make out better even even if the number's not quite exactly the same. But he'll it, be taken care of. I, I think that much is is um, is pretty certain, even without knowing what that number is. And just the fact that you lose some of that pressure that you had on you as the head coach, again, in today's college football world, is probably – it might be worth $100,000 or whatever it is that, that – could be a discrepancy there and uh but dude it, it could it could end up being the same number we don't know i, I would think yeah. it would be comparable don't want to speculate too far but we'll all find out like i said usc puts uh, the absolute official number they'll have that out on friday so we'll all find out then and man that that statement that you mentioned where he talked about he had to do it i can't help but think back not just to the NIL and transfer portal and all that stuff. I can't help but think back to, do you remember that press conference? Not the one where he went viral because uh, he was just upset about what happened on the field. Do you remember the one where he got emotional talking about missing um, something for one of his kids and it, and it yep. maybe being one of the first times? Um, yep. You got to wonder if just that's not a huge part of this as well. Well, and let me give an example. And, you know, Gamecock fans, I mean, you know, there's some people, I don't bring up Will Muschamp's name, but like Will Muschamp is a football guy, right? We all know that. He he stepped off, he's stepping off the field at Georgia, right? And a big part of it, is to spend more time with family, right? I mean, this is a guy, obviously, he's made a lot of money coaching, but he's kind of on top of the world. Like, he's coaching DBs and involved with the defense at his alma mater, winning titles, playing in the SEC title game, and and still has plenty of years left if he wanted and is stepping away because you don't get those years back, right? And so, you know, for Elliot, I think, similar situation and, and that's part of it you know that weighs into all this is you know I, I mentioned on on the game earlier today his son max i watched max elliott play at irmo high uh, for ac floor last season and sean elliott was on the sidelines right and so he was either staying in town for a little bit or had come down from atlanta one or the two and that's something that i'm sure you know for for a dad for a family guy like sean elliott definitely is you know something that weighed into this heavily all right, so let's talk about what this means for South Carolina. Tight ends coach, but also running game coordinator. And it, it keeps reminding me, and I've mentioned this uh, earlier today, but keeps reminding me, remember last offseason, there were a handful of things that Shane Beamer just hit on every, almost every, t- every single time he spoke in the offseason. It was kind of going into this season. One of the top things was, turnovers and how they had way too many turnovers on offense and it was just they were drilling it into every aspect of the program so for those who don't know Chris and I got a chance to sit down with Beamer for about an hour a couple of weeks ago went over a number of topics I felt like he was already a little bit into turn the page offseason mode you could almost tell he kind of had his talking points of where his head had been at talking to his assistants and fixing the running game to me, 
is going to be something we're going to hear about a ton this offseason. He's talked about it in the press conference. We saw we saw that, Chris, completely reshape the running back room via the portal. Went out and got a new running backs coach. One of the few spots where they truly just said, Beamer just said, hey, we, we got to just make a change. Like, got rid of Hardesty, brought in somebody new. And now you have what really just kind of popped up as an opportunity. There was some some good timing, some good fortune in Elliott being available and wanting to leave. But the chance to add him as run game coordinator, what do you think that means maybe for South Carolina's running game schematically as far as his role here? Muted, Chris. Whoops. I, let me say, I, I don't think we have a the full depth of what that may mean, right? I think we got to wait and see and kind of hear, hey, he, here's how it's going internally and report back. But from what I have picked up early, this is more than a throwaway title. Sometimes you see, oh, that guy's co-OC. He's co-DC. He's not calling plays at all. He's not even involved in anything. I think from what I picked up early on the Elliott thing, it's going to be more than a title. Now, what does that mean exactly? Well, I, I don't know. Um, Dow Loggins is offensive coordinator. He's calling the plays. He's going to be doing the game planning for the most part. But I think in Elliott, you have a guy who he's coaching a position that he hasn't coached in a while, true, but he has the holistic view. He's a guy that is really well-read in the zone read. Remember, when he when he joined Steve Spurrier's staff in 2010, he helped to revitalize the running game. And, yes, Marcus Lattimore had obviously a ton to do with that, but he did bring some new concepts in that were applied to the offense by Steve Spurrier that really did help give the offense, specifically the run game, you know, a shot in the arm. So you look at some different elements. Number one, you've got Elliott, a guy who is very experienced with the front, the box in football, coaching that. Um, he's going to have some different ideas, some new ideas maybe that he could bring. He's experienced with dual threat guys. You look at Darren Granger, who he had at Georgia State as his quarterback, was a dual threat guy that they could, you know, he, he was mobile, yes, but they used him on design runs. Well, now you have Lenore Sellers, you know, stepping in as your projected starter. Um, and then you have, like you said, Wes, you've, you've kind of completely flipped your running back room. So I expect him to have, you know, some type of influence. How, how much, I don't know. But it's more than just a throwaway title, I think, with, with uh, Sean Elliott. Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, I'm choppy again. I don't know why. So, um, Chris, let's flip it up, man, or let's just change it up. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about Liberty Tax, and then you can tell everybody bye. Okay, let's do it. Let me find our little uh, graphic here. Oh, you already beat me to it. That's that part's not choppy at all. Give our call. Give our call. Give our guy. I've already messed it up too, Wes. Give our guy Larry Slaughter a call. The team at Liberty Tax. He can help you overcome your tax anxiety. Eight zero three four six two five five seven six two. Convenient locations in Columbia, out in the Irmo area. Give them a call. Uh, make sure that you have a tax plan like I have, like my wife and I have. We've met with Larry. Super responsive, super knowledgeable, super helpful. And, you know, like our guy Clint Hammond, Wes, he's going to want to talk some Gamecocks as well when you go sit down with him in his office. He can help you come up with a great tax plan and help you avoid your tax ID. Again, 803-462-5576. 
And yeah, that's going to do it for us. Not a full GC live today. Just just a note. Not full GC live. Just a Sean Elliott reaction show. We're going to be back, I think, probably what next week. Let's plan for Monday, Wes. We'll do it. Until then, see y'all later. Thanks for tuning in.